الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا تتنزل عليهم الملائكة أن لا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا وأبشروا وأبشروا بالجنة التي كنتم توعدون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قل آمنت بالله ثم استقم أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسفت العلماء الكرام رجزا الرز الله تعالى has created insan with many emotions many feelings there's a heart in this insan through which a whole sea of emotions run he is sometimes very enthusiastic to do something sometimes there's absolutely no drive and just like the seasons of the year that come sometimes it's summer and sometimes it's winter sometimes it's spring and sometimes it's autumn likewise various conditions come upon this heart various seasons come upon this heart various feelings go through this heart sometimes very positive feelings sometimes people call themselves or describe themselves in a spiritual low all this carries on one person wrote to Hazrat Mawla Hakim Mohd Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullah Alayhi or Shaykh Murshid Allah Ta'ala fill his qabar with noor and elevate his position and status in the akhirat so he wrote to him that I'm feeling very very low and I don't feel any bond with Allah Ta'ala so this was what he wrote I don't feel any bond with Allah Ta'ala so Hazrat replied and said to him that it is no requirement to feel a bond with Allah Ta'ala it is necessary to have a bond with Allah Ta'ala feeling any bond sometimes a person, insan is full of all kinds of emotions and feelings so does it mean that every time he feels something low, feels something negative within himself so every time such a feeling will pass that it means his bond doesn't exist with Allah Ta'ala that's not the, the basis for a person's bond with Allah Ta'ala. That what is his feeling? What is the requirement is to have a bond with Allah Ta'ala. And how does a person have a bond with Allah Ta'ala? That he is simply doing that which Allah Ta'ala has ordered him to do. He is performing his salah. He is fasting the month of Ramadan. His zakat is due upon him. He is paying his zakat. If Hajj is compulsory upon him, he is fulfilling that. And together with these fundamentals of deen, whatever other command of Allah Ta'ala is directed to him in his personal life, in his business life, in his social life, in his domestic life, he is fulfilling that. And he is making every effort to stay away from sin. And he is insan, he is not an angel. 
He is not a part of the malaika. He is insan and he has that capacity that he can surpass the malaika. And the reason for that is that he has this possibility of falling into sin. He can slip but he still suppresses that and if he falls by mistake he makes toba and clears that then this is the bond with Allah Ta'ala. And a person maintains this bond that he is fulfilling whatever his requirements are. He is fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala. He is making an effort to stay away from all the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. And being insan, this does not make it such that he will become immune. He sometimes might slip. But if he perchance slips, then he immediately makes amends and he restores the bond with Allah Ta'ala then he has a bond with Allah Ta'ala then he is linked to Allah Ta'ala whether he feels anything or doesn't feel anything or feels low all his life then too he has a very strong bond with Allah Ta'ala and somebody feels very very enthusiastic somebody feels very very motivated and driven getting all kinds of good feelings but not performing his salah also he is not making any zikr of Allah Ta'ala. He is still committing haram, he is casting glances. But some reason, somehow, these things happen sometimes. One, somebody wrote a, an email that there was a friend of ours who had come into Islam. And for the several years, he was a Muslim. And mashallah, he received a lot of support from all the friends. They were probably in school together, whatever the case is. And he was in the company of his Muslim friends in school and Allah Ta'ala gave him tawfiq and hidayat. So he came into Islam. And he came into deen and he was in deen for a couple of years. Now suddenly out of the blue, everybody then doesn't necessarily stay together all the time. So everybody was in their own things in life. And now they met up by chance somewhere and it turned out that Na'uzubillah this person has become murtad. So now this was quite a shock. So somebody, one of, now the message went round to the rest of the group of friends. So somebody had a more open relationship with him. So they asked him, but what happened? All these years you were in Deen, you were in Islam, you had learned so much, you were practicing, you had become so uh, quite established in everything. And what happened? Suddenly everything took a turn. So he says, well, actually there was somebody sick in my family and uh, now because he was only Muslim in his family, others were still Christian. So the priest came and they prayed for him and then suddenly he recovered. And then I felt this feeling. And this is the point we were discussing, these feelings. I felt this feeling and I saw this light and I was sure that this was some divine inspiration. And therefore, I then decided to go back now this so called feeling of his there are some people who are satanists they are satanists they also claim to have experienced some feelings so now would that make it a basis to claim that satanism is also now something worthy of consideration because a satanist also is claiming to have had some feeling and forget one light he is claiming to see many lights. And forget the Satanists. Sometimes a person is on some kind of high of something. He is saying he is only seeing light. 
and he says the feeling, don't talk about the feeling. Now is this a basis to make a judgment and make a decision about something so fundamental about one's aqidah and belief? That a person can base his entire belief on some feeling? Feelings will change, feelings will fluctuate. One moment a person is feeling high, one moment he's feeling low, one moment he's feeling very enthusiastic, suddenly he's feeling very down. And these things carry on, feelings are feelings. But now a person, something which should be based on a solid foundation, on real proof, on evidence. Allah wa ta'ala presents evidence upon evidence in so many ways. And Allah ta'ala says, there's so many things. Okay, let's take the Quran Sharif. If you have doubt about the Quran Sharif, fa'tu bi suratim min mithli. Somewhere Allah ta'ala says, okay, bring one surah like the Quran Sharif. Not a surah, as long as surah Baqarah also. One surah. Surah, inna atina kal kawthar, surah kawthar. Just a short surah like that. Bring one surah like the Quran. Okay, you can't bring one surah, then one ayat also. Now the Quran Sharif is itself proof. It's providing the evidence that look, this, this is evidence that this cannot be refuted in any way. It cannot be matched in any way. There's nobody can bring anything to its likeness. And nothing in the Quran Sharif can be ever refuted in any way. Now this is solid, a solid basis. Now feeling, now this is just one example of the Quran Sharif. Everything in Deen is based on a solid foundation, solid basis. But this is the trap of Shaitan. That in one hadith it comes that a person had some pain or whatever. So suddenly some person came and did something and the pain went away. So Nabi Islam something explained that sometimes shaitan will poke his finger into the eye of a person. He'll poke his finger into the eye of a person and now this person will be in this pain. And then shaitan will whisper to somebody who does some kind of fortune telling and these kind of things and doing things which are by the agents of shaitan the person will come and apparently do something and blow something and shaitan will take his finger out so now the faith goes into this person the so called faith healer but what is happening that just some now somebody got better and somebody got sick and this is becoming the basis of a person's faith there's one incident which is a bit of maybe a little but here it expresses the message very clearly about basing one's judgment on these kind of things there was one very great Sheikh Sheikh Abul Hassan Kharqani perhaps it was somebody else of that era so the king of that time had suddenly a very severe pain very severe pain his stomach just couldn't bathe and the physicians are doing what they can and whatever they're trying is not making any difference so eventually somebody called him and he recited some things whatever dumb he made all these things also this is the word of Allah Ta'ala the word of Allah Ta'ala has its effect in it Allah Ta'ala's kalam has its effect in it so he recited some kalam of Allah Ta'ala and he blew on him now what had happened was somehow there was a build up of gas perhaps this was the case there was a build up of gas and this became extremely painful and now when he 
with the fazal of Allah Ta'ala and the hukam of Allah Ta'ala after he recited and blew on him or gave him the water to drink suddenly this person he passed wind and he felt relieved now all the physicians had tried what they could and they failed and here this person came mashallah he just recited something and this became the result of it that he got relieved from this severe pain so he became overexcited and he immediately said that this is something really unique and he became the murid of the chef now the king became the murid of the chef so any case this became a big talk of the town subhanallah what has happened but now there are also people who they couldn't digest this that how did this person now get so far ahead khair time went on now came the day of Eid the king said come with me my sheikh is going to perform the Eid Salah so in any case he's performing the Eid Salah it happened that in while performing the Eid Salah his wuzu broke so now when his wuzu broke so now this human nature sometimes this thing can happen at any time so now in Eid Salah now he had to go and renew his wuzu so now those who had been looking for some opportunity to because this is insan's nature unfortunately when somebody is progressing now shaitan will whisper the hasad in somebody else's heart that how you were left behind and how this person is moving on and this hasad shaitan will whisper in the most mundane of things futile things that now somebody felt now okay my brother looked at somebody else very nicely and he looked at me he didn't even smile and asked the poor brother what happened he says no I didn't even know what he's talking about I didn't even notice him there but now because of that he says no he's giving more favor to somebody else so now he's becoming that hasad is creeping in for somebody else now this is just one very mundane example it's very something that doesn't even add up to anything but this is just to illustrate that how low this becomes that on the most insignificant of things things that don't make any sense but shaitan will use something or the other to whisper some hasad to whisper something negative just so that he can create some kind of problem that is shaitan's bottom line to create some kind of problem in the hadith sharif it comes that shaitan lays out his throne lays out his throne on the seas on the ocean and after having seated himself on that throne now all the smaller shayateen the smaller shayateen come to give a report back of what they've done what is their achievements and their karguzari they come to give now one fellow comes and he says that I went and whispered something in somebody's mind and I made him steal he says well okay fine but nothing so great another fellow comes he says I made somebody miss his salah today I went and whispered some whatever in his ears and at the time of waking up fajr time I put him off to sleep even deeper so he didn't wake up for fajr that's a major thing didn't wake up for fajr and let that fajr go and that fajr became qaza that's a very big problem but Iblis says that this too is fine but not something really like a very great achievement I suppose why he says that is because this year is something which he's already got so many people already happening so something that's not it's very common doesn't give too much of attention to it so one after the other they come and they start giving their up, update and report back somebody made someone do this and somebody made someone do that 
And each time Iblis dismisses it. Fine, but not something too great to talk about. Eventually one fellow comes and he says, I created some kind of discord between husband and wife. I first meet them start arguing and then I made this argument escalate and I, each time one was keeping quiet, then I spurred the other one to provoke. And when the other one kept quiet, then I spurred the other one to say something out of turn again. So this continued and escalated and escalated to the point where finally it came to the breaking point and they finally finished off in talaq. So now this was a long process but finally this is where I left it now. That this home has broken. Now when this report comes, Iblis wakes up from his throne. He wakes up from his chair, whatever he's sitting on, and he comes forward and embraces this fellow. And he says, this you have done something. So all the other things, somebody was made to steal, and somebody was made to drink, and somebody was made to miss his salah, and somebody was made to do something else. All those things were not such an achievement for Iblis. What was an achievement was, that there was discord. There was some kind of problem and fight, that was created and to the extent that that was made to escalate that became a bigger achievement for Iblis. So more than anything and everything else, this is his achievement. That he can create some kind of discord. And on the other side, Nabi Islam teaches us in every way to avoid any kind of discord, avoid any kind of issue, avoid any kind of retaliation, avoid revenge. These are all the things that Nabi Islam lived for. Man li nafsihi abada. He never took revenge for his personal self ever. And wherever there were things that became or could become an issue, just dismissed it. Just let it go. And then we find in the Sahaba Ikram the same thing. And all the Ahlullah and Awliya are the same thing. One Great Buzrug, perhaps it was Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi He was one day sitting somewhere and, oh, in, a, in a boat. Now as they're traveling, now they're going to wherever the destination is, the boat is full of others also. So some youngsters, always very hearty and cheerful, but always hearty and cheerful, often rather, at other people's expense always keeping themselves very hearty and cheerful and entertained but at somebody else's expense to try and do something in such a way that somebody else falls then we'll laugh somebody else will get hurt we'll get excited now, this is something which is part of even not generally part of the animal kingdom also animals also won't hurt somebody or some other animal just for fun. A lion will pounce on a buck or whatever because that is its food. Allah Ta'ala has made it his food. But it won't do it for entertainment. It won't do it just to make, to have some fun. But insan is such that he will hurt just for the sake of excitement. Just for the sake of some fun. This is why Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran Sharif, on the one hand, as we mentioned earlier, this insan has the capacity and the ability to surpass the angels also. Because the angels are that creation 
They do not disobey Allah Ta'ala at all. They cannot disobey Allah Ta'ala. They don't have the capacity to ever get into any sin. It doesn't exist in them. An insan has that possibility. He has that aspect within him that he can fall into sin. And despite that he suppresses those temptations. Suppresses those desires. And perchance if he makes a mistake he becomes extremely restless. And he does everything to move forward again. To remedy the situation. Remove the difficulty. The the barrier that has come in between. By making sincere tawbah. And he gets back to Allah Ta'ala. When he lives his life in this way. He surpasses the angels also. So on the one hand this is his capacity. He can surpass the angels too. But on the other side, Summaradnahu Asfala Safilin. Allah says sometimes he becomes the lower lowest of the low. Lower than the lowest. And in whom illa kal an aam balhum adal. That they become like animals, rather worse than animals. That just in order for one's entertainment, they will be able to harm the next person, even kill the next person. So this is how insan carries on. So, uh, like this now, there were these youngsters also in this boat. And now this was a, probably a longest journey now. They need to entertain themselves with something. They didn't have social media in that time. So now they needed to entertain themselves. And all these things, this social media and all these things also, what we have, be- have become our entertainment is creating also havoc is creating major havoc, creating such kind of difficulties and problems in families, in marriages, and in so many situations in life, that these are things that were unheard of. These were things that could not be imagined. That at this scale, these kind of things may happen. So in any case, these people decided to start now entertaining themselves. So first they started saying some things to him, and then teasing him, and then mocking him. And now as... Now, this is the issue with entertainment. The same thing doesn't keep giving the person entertainment value. Now, for example, he was watching something. So now he was watching something. After a while, that becomes boring now. That entertainment value in inverted commas gets lost. So now when there's no entertainment value in that now, he has to search for something beyond that. So first he was just reading some kind of novels or something with some kind of filthy literature maybe. But then that now loses its... Now... That it's gone. That whatever attraction was in it is gone. So now from reading now, he can't just keep reading words now, he still needs to see something. So now he starts seeing something. But now what he starts seeing also after a while, that too loses its attraction in it. Because this is something that can never give any kind of peace, any kind of tranquility, any kind of happiness. This is something which is dead in itself. It's something which is poison. So how can poison ever bring anything good? But just as it is sweet poison. So sweet poison on the tongue gives a little bit of taste. On the tongue it gives on the surface. On the surface there is a little bit of taste. As soon as it goes down the throat, it already starts doing its harm. And by the time it reaches the stomach, few minutes later, 
A person now is writhing in pain. But the deception was on the tongue. And the person felt, well, I'm going to enjoy the taste of it. So if I'm going to enjoy the taste, why worry about what's going to happen after once this goes down the throat? But how long is it going to last on the tongue? One minute. That too is too much. Or two minutes, three minutes, how long? And thereafter? So the surface of the tongue was the deception. Likewise, the surface of the eye is the deception. That I'll see something and it'll give me some kind of entertainment, some kind of enjoyment, some kind of happiness. It'll take me out of my feeling of low. But that is the deception, that's the surface. But just as after the tongue it hits the throat, likewise, once it passes the surface of the eye, it hits the heart. And that's the poison. As Nabi Salaam says, that Allah Ta'ala says, that النَّذْرُ سَهْمٌ مِّن سِحَامِ إِبْلِيسَ مَسْمُومٌ That the haram glance is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. So now as soon as the surface seem to enjoy it, but as soon as it hits the heart, now the poison is being injected. Now when the poison is injected, it's only going to lead to restlessness. And then this restlessness, now that this becomes the vicious cycle. So now this restlessness, the person wants to now get it out or overcome it. So now what does he think of overcoming it with? Now he's still deceived by the taste of the surface. He's still deceived by what he tasted with the tongue, but he's not realizing that is what's causing the problem once it hit the throat. So likewise he's thinking, well what I saw seemed to have given me some comfort. So now he wants to see more. But then what he saw earlier also lost its luster now. So he wants to see worse. And then from seeing worse, then he wants to do worse. And now this is the trap of shaitan. This is that vicious cycle. Until shaitan then drops him asfal asafilin to the lowest of the low. So this is that entertainment. This is the trap. This entertainment trap is something we have to be very, very careful about. Very conscious about where is this taking us. And this is not something that never stops at a boundary, at, a, at some line. This boundary will keep getting pushed. And it will keep getting further and deeper into immorality, into vice, into sin. So in any case, these youngsters decided to entertain themselves. So now, first they are mocking Brahim bin Adam Rahmatullah And somebody is saying something to him. And now they are having a hearty laugh. And he's quiet, he's not saying anything. And as this is going on, now eventually somebody, like now, playfully now, they gave him one shot on his head, his topi etc. flew off. So now when his topi etc. flew off, so now they saw his head. Perhaps he didn't have much hair, so they found that amusing. So now one, each one at a time is taking turns now to give him a shot on his head. And each time somebody is giving him a shot on his head, everybody is having a hearty laugh. So as now this entertainment of theirs is going, but he is not just any ordinary person, he is somebody very close to Allah Ta'ala. And in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Salaam says that Allah Ta'ala says, Hadith Qudsi, Man aadali waliyan faqad aadantuhu bilharb. That the one who hurts my friend, then I am announcing war against him. There are only two things Allah Ta'ala has announced war against. One in the Quran Sharif, one in the Hadith Sharif. 
in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala has announced war against interest. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah wa dharu ma baqiya min riba in kuntum mu'mineen. That forsake this interest if you are truly believers. And fa illam taf'alu fa'adhanu biharbin min Allahi wa rasooli. And if you don't take heed, then beware of war with Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa The Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala declares war in only one place. And that is on sood, on riba, interest. That itself highlights what a major problem this is. What a terrible thing this is. Every now and again somebody or the other comes, once in a while somebody comes to now give or ask for some kind of advice how to come out of their difficulty, financial difficulty. Now financial difficulties, there are various reasons for it. It's not confined and restricted to any one reason only. But very often, again not some kind of rule, but very often a person who is outwardly very wealthy and yet in very deep water. One is a person is living hand to mouth, so now that he didn't get anything to earn, or whatever the case was, he lost his job, or something or the other. But outwardly a person is very wealthy, and yet in very deep water. It's all just on the surface. Nine out of ten times it is because of riba. Maybe nine out of ten might be an exaggeration, might be seven out of ten. But very often this is the case. As I said, this is not one uh, some kind of rule or anything. But this has been out of experience that people who really, and the person is sitting there and crying, now how do I come out of it? And now after discussing the issue, says this is the problem. Now the person is living in the lap of luxury, but he's in super deep water. How this happened? Well, I'm owing so much. What are you owing for? I'm owing for my car. How much is a car? 400,000 rands, 500,000 rands. How you paid for this car? No, I'm the bank, I'm owing the bank. So why didn't you buy a 100,000 rand car? There's no answer for that. The person is living in the lap of luxury, but because of involvement in interest transactions, in whichever form, but now that brings that, takes all the barakat away, and this is the end result of it. So in any case, these people now carried on like this. So one is the war, Allah Ta'ala declares in the Quran Sharif, the other is the Hadith Sharif. So as this continued, and now finally it comes to a limit. When it came to a limit, and somebody hit him in a way that he even fell down. So at that time, there was an unseen voice that came to him. Ibrahim, if you wish we will turn this boat upside down now, and drown all of them and save you. Now we were talking about Nabi Wasallam's way and the way of the Ahlullah. And what are their hearts all about? Nabi Wasallam never took revenge for himself ever. And always avoiding any kind of issue with anyone. Personal, on any personal level. Dismissing anything, everything. His arch enemy is also dismissing it. So likewise, the same sunnat of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Ahlullah took. The Sahaba Kiram and then the Ahlullah. So now when this unseen voice came, what was his response? Now he is the Muslim, he is the oppressed. 
he is the one who is being made to suffer. But what is his immediate response? Ya Allah, just as you have the power to turn this boat upside down and to capsize it and drown them, you also have the power to turn their hearts right side up and give them hidayat. And make them also the walis of the time. Now this dua in that kind of situation, that dua got accepted. And something overcame these people. The journey got finished and all of them came and made tawbah afterwards. And all of them became the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. So, this is the way that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi had. He never ever took revenge for his personal self. So, this is the aspect that we were discussing. Subject went from somewhere to somewhere. I forgot where we started off. Gigi, the king. We were talking about the king. So this king, now he became the murid of the sheikh. And the sheikh was leading the Eid Salah. So now initially he had this problem with his stomach. And the sheikh did something and he passed wind and got sorted out. Now when he was performing the Eid Salah, his wuzu broke. This kind of thing happens sometimes. So this became a big talking point now. And those who were now waiting for some opportunity to bring him down. So they came to the king, what kind of sheikh you want? Now this is part of human nature, what does, what does that become an issue? But just for the sake of making something, he says, but what kind of this? Performing each salah, who's broke, something must be wrong. This can't be anything, really something as you got excited about. So now this king also, he got so taken away by this talk, he said, well from today I'm cancelling my bayad, finish. So now in any case he cancelled the bayad. So now this message came to the sheikh. So you see that the king cancelled his bayad. So he said, you see, when he became bayad, that didn't really give me any kind of, uh, any excitement either. And now that he cancelled it, I'm not even any saddened by it also. Says the person whose aqidah, in other words, his faith, in other words, he became overexcited about myself. So the person whose faith is between two filthy winds, what can you give any kind of consideration to that? When he passed wind, he became bayat. And my wuzu broke, he cancelled it. So the person whose faith is between these kind of things, what kind of consideration can that be given to? Now this is all these feelings and basing things on something as baseless as this that a person got some feeling and this is the thing that when in the line of Islam and Suluk and Tasawwuf etc a person is making some effort he's trying, he's mashallah now trying to progress in terms of his Salah he's performing his Salah regularly he's making his Tasbihad he's making Tilawat of the Quran Sharif daily Alhamdulillah other things he's progressing also he's making an effort to give up all haram and sin. So Alhamdulillah he's progressing. But now the person feels, but I'm still feeling nothing. But where am I heading to? Am I getting somewhere? So am I getting somewhere? What is the criteria? What is the basis to judge it? What's the yardstick to measure it? Is the yardstick to measure it some kind of feeling? Then if it is some kind of feeling, then obviously then you're getting nowhere. But can feeling be a basis? Can feeling be a foundation can feeling be a yardstick to measure something? Feelings will change in a moment. Person is feeling high in one moment and low in one... Anything can happen with feelings. So feelings are nothing. 
one person wrote to Hazrat Thanavi Rahmatullahi and he explained his condition and this is the aspect of ittila and a person who is sincerely seeking his rectification, his islah then he will communicate whatever his issue is with the sheikh and he will ask for whatever is the advice and the prescription to the problem the prescription to how to come out of the issue so this is the procedure so in any case this person just on the aspect of procedure just little bit on the lighter note on the sideline one person came and he was complaining a lot about some domestic problem I said you see mashallah is somebody who is quite willing or wanting to be making his Islam and so on I told him you see the thing is that Islam and Tazkiyah etc there is a procedure generally by and large not everybody but many many times all of us are in the same boat generally that we undertake 10, 15, 20 percent of the procedure so 10, 15, 20 percent of the procedure is going to be 10, 20 percent, 30 percent of the result but now Alhamdulillah there is a genuine willingness to move forward there is a genuine desire to progress but now the procedure is being adopted for 20 percent, 25 percent so now that Alhamdulillah that talab is there so that's going to now take a person somewhere but since he's adopting 25% of the procedure so now the other 75% the wife is going to take care of so that's where the other 75% of the Islam will get made so now his 100% will come right somewhere but 25% one place, 75% at home so in any case that's as far as the procedure is concerned the point was that that the issue Al-Tanwi Rahmatullah somebody wrote to him and asked him or put forward his issue says that I got caught up in some haram love some illicit love and I then made tawbah from it so alhamdulillah I made tawbah I have now totally distanced myself I have broken up all ties and all contacts I have got nothing to do with this and I have cried to Allah Ta'ala I have sincerely made tawbah and now time has passed but this is still not leaving my heart I keep turning my mind to the positive things I keep engaging myself in tasbihat, zikr, dua but this still keeps tormenting me so what do I do now? how do I overcome this? so in any case, I gave him some general advice first and he told him after all this if this doesn't stop don't worry about it too despite this torment you say you're feeling provided you are not deliberately entertaining it you are not deliberately bringing it to mind and heart and you're not acting upon its dictates in any way then this too will become a means of your progress because this is an internal battle and you are constantly like a person on the battlefield is in jihad and he's a mujahid in the path of Allah Ta'ala you are engaged in an internal jihad and you are also becoming shaheed within yourself so nothing for you to worry about inshallah you'll surpass others on the day of qiyamah provided you're doing what you're supposed to do now this is a feeling now he's getting a very negative feeling he's getting a kind of haram feeling but as long as he is not deliberately inviting it he is not entertaining it 
and he's not acting on his dictates in any way, then that haram feeling which is involuntary, and he is doing what he's supposed to do, then that too is becoming a means of his progress. So now feelings are of such a diverse thing. Sometimes it's one thing and sometimes the other. But the end result of the feeling doesn't mean that what it is, if it's a negative feeling, there's a negative end result. Or if there's some kind of positive feeling, there'll definitely be a positive end result. Feelings are no basis. The basis is what the commands of Allah Ta'ala are. The basis is the way of life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ittibai Sunnat. That is the basis. And a person who is on this basis, then he is progressing. Then whether he feels anything, doesn't feel anything, means nothing. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala has given us a very simple, straightforward path. This, our life in deen, Allah Ta'ala has given us this beautiful way of life, very simple, very easy. The difficulty is what we make of it. We bring difficulty into it. But Allah Ta'ala has made things very easy, very simple, and the doorway to progress is wide open. Allah Ta'ala has kept this capacity of this insan that if he pro- continues with istiqamat then he will surpass even the malaika that creation of Allah Ta'ala who never disobey Allah Ta'ala he'll go beyond them as well Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us a tawfiq Allah Ta'ala enable us <coughs> to forever keep progressing in deen <coughs> and save us from everything that Allah Ta'ala is displeased with wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلبنا أنفسنا غلبنا أنفسنا غلبنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذما إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين إله العالمين يا الله Most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله فقيب أسي الله يا الله فقيب أسي الله يا الله فقيب أسي الله يا الله فقيب all our major and minor sins يا الله يا الله فقيب our families يا الله فقيب our relatives and friends يا الله يا الله فقيب the entire ummah of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله شوى يو مغفرة on the ummah يا الله يا الله شوى يو رحمة on the ummah يا الله يا الله remove the suffering of the ummah يا الله إله العالمين give us a توفيق of doing those أعمال that bring down your رحمت يا الله يا الله save us and the entire ummah from those أعمال that bring down your azab ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah grant us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jamaah ya allah ilahul alamin grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya allah ilahul alamin enable us to perform such a salah with which you are pleased with ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah establish salah in our lives ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah grant us the tawfiq of fulfilling all the laws of deen ya allah ya allah save us from every haram ya allah save us from every disobedience ya allah save us from all the evil and filth ya allah save us from all the vices ya allah ya allah Save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. Allah, protect us from the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, fill our hearts with the love of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all those who are sick, give them shifaya kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of the illness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, those who are in any financial difficulties, other hardships and problems. Allah, remove the afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Grant barakat and afiyat to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. All those who have passed away, fill their covers with noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. At the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on imane kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our covers gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. All those who have raised their hands, Ya Allah. You are the know of each one's heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who ask us to make dua, grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, all the good that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam begged for. We are also begging for all the good. Whatever Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, give us protection as well. Allah اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعادك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه جمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين